Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Psychiatria, the show where we explore true healing and everything that might mean. I am Danny, your host, guide, and fellow human on this journey. And today you get to hear a conversation where I talk about one of my favorite things with one of my favorite people. There was a while last year when the universe kept pointing me towards acupuncture. People, random people, would ask me all the time, hey, have you ever tried acupuncture? And usually I would say, no, I haven't, but I'm really curious about it. And when I finally did try it, well, my world was rocked. Acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, TCM, are truly standouts amongst all of the holistic modalities I've experienced over the years. And in this conversation, Rebecca, my acupuncturist from Michigan, and I cover all the bases on the basics of acupuncture from channels to qi, the organ systems, the elements, and this is just part one. So... We talked for way too long to fit it all into one episode, so the next episode will include part two of this conversation where we get more in-depth on some things, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So, without further ado, let's get started. All right. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Rebecca. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, yeah. So listeners, Rebecca is my acupuncturist. Um, well, she's many other people's acupuncturists. She's an acupuncturist, but she is the one who I see. And um, she's a really special human. I think from kind of the moment I met her, I was like, wow, this, this gal's got it going on. And uh, today I've got her on the show. We're going to talk about acupuncture and mental health, and all that good stuff. But first, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a bit about yourself. Thank you. So my name is Rebecca, Rebecca Davila, and I currently practice acupuncture in Grand Rapids, Michigan. My family and I moved here about three years ago from Chicago, Illinois, and it the more that I practice this medicine, the more I realize how lucky I am to be able to practice such a powerful and transformative type of, you know, medicine. So thank you for having me again. Yeah, you're so welcome. I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, so I want to go back to, well, maybe close to the beginning of the story for you and, and talk about how you were originally drawn towards acupuncture? You know, I think probably a lot of different pathways led me to uh, study and practice Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. I can I can point to three. Okay. So I'll tell you those. <clears throat> In 1996, I had the opportunity to travel to South Africa, to Durban, mm. to do some uh, medical research. And while there... At the University of Natal, I had uh, the chance to go visit a village. And in that village, I met some natural medicine doctors. And one thing that stood out about them is that they were all women. Hmm. And they all had painted faces with different colors. Some, some of their faces were painted uh, yellow, others red, others white. <clears throat> and I remember the display that they had of their medicine, and it consisted of, you know, plants in their green form, dry form, and lots of animal bones. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they were peaceful and revered. And that, that stayed with me for a long time because, you know, what, what their medicine was natural and spiritual. Yeah. Those sangomas. And I still have a picture because I, I took a picture of them. And I think that's scary it's carried me through and, and, and had such a lasting impact on me. But I didn't really know much about um, Chinese medicine. I didn't even think about traditional Chinese medicine at that point. Mm -hmm. And then um, another thing that led me to it is that in, when I was at college at University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, 
I, I got um, sick with bronchitis. Uh, I think it was probably during exams and I was tired and exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so I got sick and uh, I then developed asthma. Wow. And I was given inhalers and I, I used them, but I would, you know, I would get jittery. You know, it's just the natural thing that happens when sometimes when you use those. And I remember thinking to myself, uh, I don't feel good on these. And I was supposed to be on them indefinitely. And so I started just something inside me said, "Mm, I wonder if you can teach yourself how to breathe. Hmm. And I wasn't doing yoga at the time, nothing like that, like I do now. And I just started breathing through my attacks. It was not pretty. (laughs) I would be in the fetal position. Now I know what that is um, as a yoga pose, but I was really just kind of teaching myself how to get through these um, asthma attacks. And I did. I was able to breathe through them. Wow. And then I started running. And my lungs got really strong. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still a runner this day. So that was another, yeah, you know, path. Oh, my gosh. Because I realized, oh, my body healed itself. Yeah. I mean, you just had, it sounds like you just sort of had that, like, that calling on its own. Like. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was really special and not fun when it happened, but. No, it's hard Transformative. Work. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then lastly. Uh, one of my last names from my dad's side is uh, Sung Sing. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up um, and I, I discovered that one of my great, well, my great grandmother on my dad's side is or was Chinese. And so I think sometimes our ancestors call us too. Mm. And even though I did not meet her or grow up, you know, around her, I feel that that lineage called me also to practice in some some way that I can't quite explain. Yeah, yeah, that's a really beautiful thing. And what I mean, we know scientifically, like with epigenetics and and all of this, that our ancestors and their lives and their practices and their experiences are with us in some way. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me a bit. But and I think that's so. That's so cool. I love the diversity too of of those. Of those stories, you know, you're like, I had this initial exposure with the people, the women in Africa and being like, wow, this is a, this is a way that people do things and it works. (laughs) And, (laughs) and I love that when you just asked yourself, like, what if I can teach myself to breathe? Like, what a simple question, but so profound, so profound. Um, yeah, so, okay, so it sounds like you, you know, Chinese medicine, holistic practices, tuning into the the wisdom and the power of the body to heal itself. Um, those foundations were there. And then how did you pick or how did it pick you? Maybe is how it was, um, traditional Chinese medicine <laughs> and acupuncture. So the story continues, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I was practicing as a community social worker okay. in uh, this neighborhood or this community uh, called Little Village, La Villita in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to get a lot of um, clients who needed uh, emergency medical services, right? So that maybe they didn't have insurance, maybe they didn't trust Um, Western doctors for whatever reason. And so then I would end up accompanying them to the emergency room. And I just saw this over and over. And so I created a question within myself. And I said, I wonder if if, uh, in this community, there was this um, option to get natural medicine treatments, natural medicine treatments, if they would come. Hmm. And so besides the fact that I was already interested you know, that was first, but then I was in this environment that made me ask that question. So I, I went to school and um, as soon, you know, pretty much soon after I finished, which took five years, by the way, these studies take about four to five years. Yeah. Um, I opened up a community clinic and I was booked. Wow. <laughs> I was full. And what, what I think what was most meaningful about that is that because they trusted me, um, and came to get treatments, then I was able to refer them to local doctors mm. within the community or outside the community when I when I saw that they needed, you know, to be seen. Mm-hmm. 
by other um, doctors. And, and that, I felt like I was a bridge. Yeah. And that's social work too. Yes. You know, we try to be a bridge. And so that was meaningful to me. So they would come and obviously I would treat them, but then I would certainly refer them when, when it was necessary so they wouldn't get to the point where they need to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's beautiful. And that's how, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I love your story. I love this story. It's really, it's so just, yes, it's just happy and it is good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into acupuncture itself and uh, what that is and how you use it and all of that. So, so let's start with like kind of as much as we can boil acupuncture down um yeah let's what's a what's a simple (laughs) definition so acupuncture is a natural medicine Mm -hmm. it's about you know people debate three five thousand years old some people say more it's old (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure and You know, the philosophy of it is that when we use acupuncture, and I'll say what it is, um, it uses the body's own resources to heal itself, which Mm. that's what turns me on about it. That's the philosophy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so um, the Chinese have mapped out the body into what we call meridians, channels. Sometimes I refer them to highways when I'm talking to children. Mm-hmm. Because they're lines, you know, they're energetic lines that uh, run up and down the body. Mm-hmm. And all these channels, meridians, or highways, and th- there is an exception. There's one that does run, you know, around the waist horizontally, but most of them run vertically. And um, they intersect with each other, these channels. So they communicate yeah. with each other. And they also. Um, go to particular uh, organ systems. So an example, there is a lung channel, right? It starts mm-hmm. at the thumb and goes uh, up the arm, down to the chest, and even down to the stomach, like the yeah. middle of your abdomen. So we know yeah. these pathways. And these, these meridians um, all have what we call acupuncture points on them. And what we do when we do a treatment is we combine certain points on those channels to create a treatment. And I can tell you what we base or what I base um, the treatments on, if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do want to get to that, but I mm-hmm. also want to just speak a bit more about the the channels themselves, because I, I know through my experiences with you and the treatments I've had, like I, I went to you primarily for anxiety. So I think a lot of people think of acupuncture. Well, I guess we'll just sort of get this out of the way. Like acupuncture can help with everything, right? It's not <laughs> not just for physical pain or something. Like it can help with it can help with mental health things, it can help with physical things, it can help with hormonal things. It can yeah, because as you say, it's just sort of tapping into the body's natural resources and the body has the power to heal. Absolutely. A whole heck of a lot. Yes. So I know um, it's been really interesting for me as I've gone through my journey with acupuncture to learn about how the different channels, which are usually named after organs, right? Like you say, there's the lung, there's spleen, and there's liver, and um, how those correspond to different emotional states or different um right like you'll say this one's really good for letting go this one's really good for grounding this one's really good for um being open to things so um i want to talk about that connection that these channels have between like the physical places on the body the physical organs and then all this other stuff that they can um help us access Absolutely. So one thing that I need to say is that um, Chinese medicine has never differentiated between the mind 
the body and the emotions. Mm. So they're, they're all one in this medicine. Mm-hmm. And what affects one affects all. Yeah. And all affect one, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, each, each channel, um, and, and I can tell you which ones, you know, I particularly go to when treating, um, you know, like anxiety or depression. And you, you've learned it already. I love how you name them off and <laughs> their functions. That's beautiful. <laughs> You're such a yeah. learner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oftentimes, you know, with anxiety or depression, a lot of times we want to center mm-hmm. first, right? That's kind of a strategy. And yeah. or even we call it gather the chi. Because of some, it it could be, you know, I guess I want to talk a little bit about trauma because I I feel that all of us have it um, at two different degrees, right? If somebody gets in a car accident, for for one person, that cannot be traumatic. For the next, it can be traumatic, Mm -hmm. right? Um, When you're a child getting lost in a store for even five seconds when, you know, the child doesn't see their parent, that can be traumatic. And so I feel it is a, a, I think of it as a a subjective and real thing. And so I want to be clear that it it does have, you know, varying degrees. But the the first strategy then would be to center and ground the person because they're going through some kind of upheaval or having difficulty. And so we use, uh, I use the earth element to ground right Mm -hmm. and so the earth element involves the spleen just as you said Mm -hmm. and the stomach right Mm -hmm. that's the center of our body literally Mm. and those channels um you know are in the the legs and so oftentimes i'll do some points on the legs and also um in the center on the abdomen Mm -hmm. and that's to ground and center let's come back to yeah the self which i just want to point out too is like no matter what you are working on or working through coming back to the center is like always an excellent place to start right being grounded in reality like gives you this sort of um gives you a different perspective you know usually a more accurate perspective um Especially as as somebody, you know, when you're struggling with anxiety and depression, what your thoughts are saying and sometimes what you're feeling um, doesn't match reality. And that's where a lot of the like feelings about the anxiety and depression (laughs) can come up. And um, so, yeah, being grounded and centered is is a really wonderful place to start. start. And uh, I'll say, too, that that may be one of my most I'm going to talk a bit about sort of my experiences with acupuncture and how it has felt to me. Um, But that feeling of being centered and grounded is something that I look forward to every single time because like, I know that's going to happen. And uh, it's just so, so nice. It feels so good. (laughs) Um, But yeah what are what are some of the other pieces of a a treatment that you think about sort of like as you're putting something like that together yeah so it also is dependent on the practitioner right because we all have our styles so what I say is my style and also what I have learned from many different people so then Oftentimes we look at the Shen, and in Chinese medicine, the Shen translates to your spirit, Mm. right? And so the strategy is, well, we calm the Shen because oftentimes it's agitated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's what we would say it's even closed a little Mm. bit because there's fear, right? Mm -hmm. And so then the pericardium, which is the organ that surrounds the heart, which is really sensitive to, it's almost like, you know, we say that we have a sixth sense. Well, this, this, in in our medicine, this pericardium is, is, 
always feeling things. And so if it's、mm. overwhelmed, if the heart becomes overwhelmed, then then that the heart and the pericardium tighten. So then it doesn't、mm. allow things in anymore or expression,、mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So depending on what I see, sometimes if there's heat, what we say, heat in the heart. <laughs> and that means、yeah. that you know the person might have trouble sleeping.、Um, there's maybe panic too. Yep. And so then we calm the shen or open the heart, depending on how you know what I see in that person. So that's another channel that、mm-hmm. is involved to、mm-hmm. allow the person to begin to open and let things flow more. To the heart instead、yeah. of being,、uh, you know, on defense or kind of being shut down, which、mm-hmm. is a natural, I believe,、uh, reaction or a natural、uh, mechanism when we're in trouble, when we feel we're in trouble or not safe, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot, many, many theories teach us that. Yeah, for sure. For sure, and one thing that I practice too is, and I I, I try to convey this with words, but also just with、uh, embodying what I say, is、mm-hmm. that there's no wrong. You know, when when the person and I are working together, there's no right way to be in that space, and there's there's just you and what is happening at that moment, and so somebody can. During a treatment, they can laugh, <laughs> you、oh、know,、gosh. and that's a release.、Uh, they can cry, you know.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not even a cry; it's just tears coming out, and they and they tell me, "I don't know why," and I that's okay,、yeah. you know. Yeah.、Um, so、uh, it's all of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember.、Um, And I think as you say, laugh. Both of us, our minds maybe went to the same spot. That there's this point in the ear,、um, and you told me you're like, I'm gonna do, like I'm gonna do this point. And、uh, most people either cry or laugh hysterically. And <laughs> I laughed hysterically, but it was like it, I said that it felt like my brain was being tickled. Like, because it was just I'm like I'm just giddy, and I don't know why. Like, but it just, <laughs> and it's so when I think about it, like that feeling kind of comes back. Like it was such a, um, such an interesting experience. Uh, yeah, but isn't that what point is that? It's Shen Men. Yes, Spirit Gate. Yeah, yeah, Spirit Gate. <laughs> Wow, yeah, 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 and it allowed you to just express, you know, whatever needed to be expressed right at that moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you、That's、know,、so、it makes、cool. me think of like when when I told you what I I think is happening when we what is acupuncture and what happens. Um, you know, in Western speak,、uh, they say that basically it releases you know certain neurotransmitters. And、mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> endorphins and serotonin, which are feel good, right? Yeah. And yeah. so when you know, I like to see it through different perspectives because when you think about it, yeah, you there is a good feeling that comes with it, even if there's a cry, right? There's something、mm-hmm. about it that it's a reset, it's a reminder to the body and to the mind and to your spirit that it's okay. We're okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think so many of the things I talk about on the show kind of bridge that gap, right? It's like we have physiological explanations for a lot of things, but we also just know intuitively that there's more out there. You know, like yes, we can say, okay, you insert a teeny tiny acupuncture needle into this point on your body, and it. Releases endorphins, and that is why you may feel this way. But that's just the physical side of the story, you know. Absolutely. And、uh, and I have a hunch that this may be unique to you in some way. Is that your practice of acupuncture is so incredibly intuitive? 
Um, like there are many times in a session where, or like many sessions that I've had where you say like, I just kind of, like, I'm just kind of feeling this from you today. Like, I think that like, you know, we might do, we might do some of this or, you know, we might, um, I don't know, like when you're constructing the the treatment, when you're doing it, like, I don't even feel like you're constructing it. I feel like it's just, it's that idea of like energy workers and spiritual workers where it just kind of like comes through you, you know? And I, I think Reiki is the one that talks about that the most um, directly, but that's sort of what it feels like, like having an acupuncture treatment. <laughs> um, it's like, there's just, you're just kind of being guided as to like, okay, these are the points that we're going to do this is how the treatment's going to be and uh, yeah so i if you're able to i understand this might be a thing that is hard to talk about um just because it's you know probably doesn't live in the land of words like how what that experience is like for you when you're when you're doing a treatment for someone mm-hmm. so so the treatment is based on different components, right? So I, I definitely look at your pulses and you have six, three on each side and your tongue and your face, there's facial diagnosis. But what you're speaking to is more subtle. Yeah. And um, before we get uh-huh. to that, I'm yeah. glad you, you brought up the pulses and the yeah. tongue and stuff because we should talk about that first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, these are the different components. So um, I I love meeting someone because I, we don't know anything about each other, right? And and actually, we never know everything about each other, too, even if we've mm. known each other for a long time or for many years. Mm-hmm. So that I always keep that in mind where even ourselves, we are getting to know each other. If we're open and curious, we're getting to know each other every day. So Absolutely. when someone comes in, um, I definitely feel their pulses. So on the right side is the lung pulse, the spleen stomach pulse, and the right kidney pulse. Then on the left and side are, uh-huh. I was just going to say, like, these are the radial pulses. Yes, the radial what they're pulses. called. So they're, um, they're on your wrist, sort yes. of on the, the thumb side of your wrist. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the left side are your yin organs, what we consider your yin organs. So then I feel for the heart, the liver, and the left kidney. So that Mm -hmm. kind of sets a baseline of how the chi is moving through the body, how the blood is moving through the body. And lets me know, okay, how's digestion? And over, you know, over the years, I've gotten to know when I I can tell when someone's not sleeping well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or when someone's not digesting well, or when there's, you know, tension in the body. Um, so that's one of the things I look at. Then I do some palpation because temperature is really important in Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. So some people maybe have really warm face, but then the abdomen is cold, right? Hmm. Um, or the hands might be cold, or the hands might be hot, and other parts of the body are cold. And so I always want to know how much consistency there is in body temperature throughout. So I'm palpating. Okay. It's important just to see how the, the flow is in the body. I look at the ear because the ear is a microsystem. So the sides of, you know, the we talked about Shen Men, but even the coloring and some structures, that's really important. Mm-hmm. And the tongue. So the tongue is another microsystem. So I could just treat the ear, right? Just the ear and I could treat the body. But then the tongue is also a map. Um, and it's, it's, it's incredible. You can look at the sides of the tongue and that coincides with the liver. The front is the, the very tip is the heart. Then right behind that is the lung. Behind that is the digestive system. And we look at, you know, the wetness of it, the how red or not red it is, if it has lines through it. It's amazing. So we're looking at a lot, a lot of, you know, different um, diagnostic, I guess what we would call would be tools. I don't know, but it's mm-hmm. your own body. Clues. Yeah, yeah, clues. It's your own body speaking for itself. Yeah, yeah. It's so I love that about, about Chinese medicine, um, that there are all these years of experience um learning like what 
what this one corner of your tongue means about the rest of your body. Like that's fascinating. Um, I mean, I don't, Western medicine like hasn't even been around. Not that it cares much, I think, to learn about something like that anymore. But like, hasn't even been around long enough to figure that out. So yeah, um, you mentioned chi and yin and yin and yang. Like we would say yin and yang. Yang in the our our American way. Um, I, I'd love for you to talk a bit about those those principles. Sure. So I think of chi as um, the energy that that emanates through everything, mm. right? So when we talk about it in the pulse, it just gives me a feel of what your pulse is. But I think we talked about this in clinic that. I think of chi as that energy that activates, you know, what makes a tree grow. Hmm. You know, um, what makes, you know, clouds change their formation, um, what makes the seasons change, you know, all, all that, it's, it's, a it's a transformative energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and a very connective thing too. Yeah. yeah. It's through everything. Mm-hmm. It's in everything. Mm-hmm. It, even uh, inanimate things. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has an energy. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that makes the particles vibrate. At the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get a quantum physicist in here to talk about chi. <laughs> that would be a that would be a super fun conversation. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, yeah, me me either. Anybody out there knows quantum physicist who wants to talk about G, hit me up. Um, but yeah, and then yin and yang. Um, so yin is um the more I, I think of it as the the more female aspect of things. Mm. Um, I think of it as like the moon, um, the mm. deeper humors in the body. So like. Uh, yeah, yin yin can be considered um, like an actual thing, but it also is is more also of a a property versus yang, mm. which is more yang, more um, expressive, more hot. Yin is more cold, darker, hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we think of some organ systems as being more yin, like the liver and the you know kidney yin and some organs Mm -hmm. as being more yang like the stomach you know it's hot it's doing some crazy stuff to transform the food (laughs) into nutrients right it's a lot of action right literally houses hydrochloric acid (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah those are some really key basic concepts that we have and and they're not just material to their you know they're also philosophical concepts Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and the beauty of it is if you think of the yin and yang symbol is that there's always a little bit of the other and you know the fish the fish eyes right Mm -hmm. so they're in the white there's always that little black dot and in the black there's always that little white dot and that speaks to a really important concept in Chinese medicine that we know is interdependence that nothing is all one thing, right? Yeah. And so I think of it as like, um, definitely not an absolutist here. <laughs> and I think that that's Chinese medicine too is that way that nothing is all bad and nothing is all good, right? Even even an amazingly upright person in in a really difficult situation will do whatever it takes. You know, so what we consider bad is, I think it's situational, but but it just speaks to the way even that our body works. That sometimes it it does go through changes, right? And so it's it's always in fluctuation, and that we keep that in. in that's why I have I look at your pulse every time, mm-hmm. right? And multiple times throughout the treatment as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, now the um, now that I, I've backed backed us up and, and set us up, um, <laughs> let's let's get into those more subtle aspects of of a treatment and and if it helps too, um, 
feel free to tell stories about mm-hmm. um, experiences you've had. I mean, heck, you could you could probably even talk about me. Uh, you know, I would love <sighs> to um, keep this as as centered as we can on mental health related things. So, sure. yeah, wherever your intuition takes you on that. Sure. So, so again, the you know what Chinese medicine does is that it stills the body, right, and um, harmonizes organ systems. And, and that's um, with the idea um, to promote healing. And so, you know, all, there's a lot involved in achievement, and we talked about some things. And then to the question about the, the more subtle uh, things, that, that has been over time that I've gotten comfortable with kind of sensing. And I have to tell you that it's not, even though I practice it that way, I think that we all have that gift. Mm-hmm. Because we're, you know, we're so connected. We're so connected. There's, And so it's almost this agreement between you and me or who the person, you know, whoever's in the room and myself that we're going to be open, you know, to what, mm-hmm. to what is there, right? And yeah. so, yeah, sometimes I do, uh, it's a feeling that I get. And so I ask. I ask, and mm. I, I think that, like I said, I think it just comes from that truth, in my opinion, that we're so connected, we're not, we're not separate. And so, if if I'm invested in your in your growth, right, not just your health, mental health, but your growth as a person, mm-hmm. and you're there also invested in that, uh, then 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 these we communicate on a higher level. Where it's not yeah. just with words. Huh. That's so cool. Um, and you can absolutely, as you say, when you walk in and you're open to it, um, you can totally feel that. You know, I, I'm thinking of how it sometimes goes in my sessions with you, where you'll be. I mean, there are kind of like two different things that I'm I'm thinking about. One, you're you're very curious and like you're very interested in, in sort of how things are changing and the dynamics of all of it. Um, you will, you know, do a point and you'll say, okay, like, let me know how that feels. Let me know what you notice. And uh, I'll do the best that I can to put words to something. <laughs> and... Uh, Sometimes that will mean something to you and you'll be like, okay, I'm going to add something here. I'm going to change something to, uh, you know, continue with the treatment. Or sometimes, and I love this, you just say, oh, that's really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes you'll ask me questions about it to try to get, like, to try to understand a little bit more. Um, (laughs) But I, I love that about you and the way that you practice that you are you always seem so fascinated by the way that the body talks like and the way that it responds um like i feel like your job just never gets old to you it doesn't that's i'm so lucky i'm i'm fascinated you know and and it's fun um with you in particular because you have you have a way with you have a gift for words and an exactness you know mm. And you've developed that. And so it's yummy. It's yummy to try, you know, <laughs> to define something that's really hard to define, you know, like, mm. how do you define this feeling that I've never felt before? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's amazing too, though, because I, I, it's, a, it's a shared discovery. Mm. And I think that makes mm-hmm. it so meaningful. And, and you're speaking to something that I think I take for granted. You're right. The treatments. Um, you know that the way I practice it, it's it's a it's an interactive experience. It's not just mm-hmm. boom, 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 here you go. And it can be sometimes because that's sometimes uh, what is called for or what um, the situation brings. But oftentimes it's it's so interactive, and oftentimes even uh, I'm open to when people say that point that's not working for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There yeah. have been points. Yeah. Um, and I feel like. Correct me if this is not a universal experience, but um, <laughs> if there's a point that you do that's like not like my body is like no, not that one, not today. It hurts. 
like physically it's uncomfortable and generally they don't like you kind of feel the needle when it goes in but it's not like it's not painful at all um but there are there are some times where i'm just like that one feels ouchy that Mm -hmm. one's not yep yeah and you know it can feel ouchy for different reasons but i totally trust Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) well you know your body best and i i i defer in that way because you've lived in your body you know you know and so it's a respect too that mm-hmm. I don't always know best, you know. I'm just facilitating something, right? Mm-hmm. But you know best in terms of what mm-hmm. your body's feeling and not wanting or wanting. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I really like how organic it is, natural. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um one of the other things that I wanted to talk about was one of the when you in some of my first couple of sessions when you were describing the process to me and and I was getting familiar with all of these terms and how it went, um, you talked about the message that a treatment went send. You'd be like, We're kind of we're sending a message to the body. And in my case, the message was a lot about centering and grounding, um, letting go of past traumas, like letting that sort of move you also I remember talked about um digesting emotions um so I think you did some work with with the digestive system but to help I was you know working through a lot of past traumas and things like that and and digesting it mm-hmm. so um there is a, a a message there you know and I think that's um that's a unique thing about acupuncture because there are many other types of body work per se that are mainly focused on removing interference, right? Um, which is beautiful and needed um, for sure. That's not to say that this is better or whatever. It's just different. Um, but I think acupuncture has a really special ability to sort of to send a message in that way um, can absolutely also help with with the removing interference and the letting go, but it, it can just sort of like give a nudge to the body. Um, and I almost, I feel like it can speak to the nervous system in such a way that it, it helps it learn. Like I know in my experience, um, getting to feel what it was like to be so grounded and like so in my body. Um, and at that point in time, I was very dissociated and, um, kind of felt like I was just like floating around so to feel what that was like one it was kind of uncomfortable because it was so foreign but um now like I have a neural network for what that feels like Um, my brain has some kind of understanding and uh, I can recognize it when it comes I can recognize it when I'm not in it most of the time it's all a learning process Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah tell us um kind of your your I don't know. Talk to us <laughs> about this part of things, the message. Yeah. So so after the centering, right, as you said, um, sometimes there's still like that memory, it, it still gets triggered, right? And so mm. we don't want those memories to have the same charge in the body. The body remembers, right? And so, yes, we use, I use, um, Definitely that Shen Men, right? Um, centeredness again with the um, earth element. But then, like you said, I use, I use the lung element. And I love this point called Lung 7. Mm. And it's, it's, we, all, we have categories for the points, and this is a Luo point. And so that point in particular, it, goes, uh, it connects to, directly to another channel. But I love it because that lung so seven. So it's at an intersection? Yes, is that, it is. And where is it physically it's, on the body? Uh, physically, um, so the lung channel starts on the thumb, right? Uh, at the tip of the thumb. And it goes up towards the body, right? Um, and lung seven is, it's a, di- kind of is off the channel. So it's like 
you know, um, right past your wrist, but where a little bone sticks out right past the wrist. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's lung seven. And that point is so powerful because one, it's, it is about letting go, as you said. Mm-hmm. And it's about forgiveness. Mm. So it, it connects to those things which oftentimes keep us in from healing, right? Because just as chi is transformative and makes everything, it activates everything, chi can also get blocked. And oftentimes emotions block chi. Yeah. And so it blocks chi at a physical level where, you know, you can't breathe. <sighs> You know, from a panic attack, mm. it can block chi um, at a spiritual level. It can block chi from you actualizing your potential as a human being. You know, like what is your destiny? And if your chi is blocked, then you won't be the best version of who you can be. And so there's different mm. levels of it. And that's why I love this point on the lunch channel, because it one allows you to forgive self which is super hard sometimes, then forgive others. And that then allows you to move forward. It doesn't mean that you forget, (laughs) right? But it gives you a sense to say, okay, well, I can forgive Mm -hmm. and make peace with that. And I can let that go. And once you say that, it's powerful. And not just say it, but feel it. Because, you know, this is... uh, a body treatment, right? It's like all the senses that are there. And yeah. And so it's it's powerful. So oftentimes when I do that point, people do have an emotional release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it stays, like you said, there's you you create new memories, right? And it's at it's at the um nervous system level through these channels. Yeah. And so I like yeah. I said, I address the heart channel the earth element, the fire element, that's your heart. I remember them from the first, I said, oh, mm-hmm. she's such a heart person. So the treatment, it's kind of cool. It involves these channels. And then we look at, I look at, well, what is this particular person about? And what are, what is their dominant element? And what elements do we need to um, augment or, you know, strengthen? And so when mm-hmm. I talk about elements, I'm, Thinking uh, water, fire, wood, um, Mm -hmm. metal. And so each of those um, coincide with an organ system. So the lung is metal. And Hmm. metal is strong, but sometimes it needs to be, sometimes it's too um, structured, you know? Mm, (laughs) Not flexible enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then wood is um, related to the liver element and the liver organ system, mm-hmm. and its color is green. So, you know, we want to be supple. We want to be strong like wood, but supple and flexible to be able to adapt, right? Because if, if it's, there's a strong wind that comes, which is another element um, related to the liver, then it can just break. But we don't want that. We want it to be able to bend and you've seen this you've seen storms where trees just they bend so well Mm -hmm. and they have a lot to teach us but some of them do topple and some of them break but the healthy ones kind of just go with the wind and allow themselves you know they they, they're flexible that way and adaptable and so you know every person that they have um we have all of those elements in our in our bodies and in our beings but some of them are stronger than others. And so knowing that about you is really important because then it lets you know. Yeah. So yeah, I this conversation has just been so so cool. <laughs> like I I never get tired of talking about this stuff with you. Um I have to sort of I think kind of like pull myself away from it at the end of a treatment. Well, also at the end of a treatment, you're usually in some kind of a, a daze anyway. So I just kind of like wander home. And <laughs> uh, But I think we are going to, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to do another episode um, because I want to talk about 
some more resources and kind of ways that people can really bring these principles into their lives, whether or not they're seeing an acupuncturist. And so obviously if people are in Grand Rapids and they want to experience acupuncture, I highly recommend you. Um, your practice is called Vita, Vita Acupuncture. Uh, I do located in Grand Rapids. I'll be sure to include your website and all of that in the show notes. Um, but yeah, is there, are there any, for people who aren't in the city, um, is there anything, like any advice that you give people? Is there like looking into experiencing acupuncture resources out there? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to talk to the person first, even, even on the Mm. phone. So you get a feel for them, you know, how they Mm -hmm. listen to you, how they respond, because I think um, having a good fit is important and you can just feel that out when you talk to someone. So that's, that's what I tell people who call me, (laughs) Mm. you know, I say, you know, talk to, you know, if you're comfortable, that's, you know, you can come. But if this is your first time ever, you might want to talk to a couple of people just to see, you know, how, how you feel when you speak to them, because we're all so, you know, unique, that mm-hmm. it's good to have a good fit. And even if you go and th- not have a good experience with someone, um, don't think that that's, that's it, you know, you could have a really good experience with someone else, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very good advice, I think. All right. Well, we will sign off here for today. Um, Again, just thank you so much for sharing your your wisdom about all of this Um, and for being out there, like doing the good work in the world. I'm glad you exist. I'm glad that I've had the chance to know and, and work with you. So thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed our time. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, dear listeners. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Free Range Psychiatry. You can find more on this virtual holistic psychiatry practice, as well as links to all the things we spoke about in the show notes. And if you want to check out Rebecca and her practice, Vita Acupuncture in Grand Rapids, be sure to head to their website, also linked in the show notes. And if you have questions, thoughts, feedback, anything that you want to share with me or ideas for future episodes, please get in touch. You can send me an email at podcast at freerangepsych.org or message me on Instagram at psychiatriapodcast. And remember, if you like what you heard, follow us on your podcatcher of choice and leave us a review. It really helps to spread the word so that others can learn about true soul healing. All right, dear listeners, stay curious, and I'll catch you next time.